My name is Drew Joyner, and you're listening to the Beyond the Garment podcast, a podcast dedicated to enriching the lives of others by talking about sustainability, fashion, art, and culture. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed creating it. All right, let's get to today's episode. I am so, so excited for today's guest, you guys. She is a fashion enthusiast and content creator. Um, I watch her videos on YouTube with my girlfriend all the time, <laughs> even though there's not there's not a ton, but we've watched all of them. <laughs> Allow me to introduce you guys to today's guest, Megan Gribben, aka Playboy Maggie. Megan, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I am doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. Um, before we, before we started this call, uh, Megan was telling me how it is brick season currently. (laughs) Um, and it definitely is. It is bitter cold outside, even, even where I am in Colorado. Megan, where are you located? Just so the listener can have a a, a reference. We'll talk about it obviously, but. So I'm in Montreal right now and it's completely unbearable this weekend. Uh, My boyfriend and I tried to go on a walk yesterday and it. We couldn't even leave the house. It was like so awful. But man, I put it in the vlog, so you'll see it soon. Oh, can't wait! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Megan, let's get into the first question of the day. Um, the question I always start out with gives the listener a little bit of background about yourself. So, Megan, what is your background? Where are you from? And how was it like for you growing up as a kid? So, I grew up in a very small town off the island of Montreal. It only has about three, 4,000 people living there. So there's really not that much cultural influence. Um, and I would say the town is predominantly white, but to be completely honest, it's completely white. Like, <laughs> there's absolutely no um, cultural backgrounds other than uh, white ethnicity. So right. I definitely felt a bit, deprived of different like walks of life and just different cultures so I ended up reaching out to the internet very young to try and like just find out more about the world and obviously fashion and culture right and uh, yeah I felt very it was fun when I was young because there was a lot of activities and it was the country so there was just a lot of space to roam around but as you get older, I feel like you feel more and more trapped. Definitely. Definitely. That's really interesting. I had no idea. What, um, what are some of the, I guess, most memorable moments of your childhood? Obviously, you searched the web to kind of find out about things. What were some of the most memorable moments of growing up, you know, in that kind of secluded, you know, part of the world? But also, like, what did you search on the web? What, what kind of things were you looking at? What were you kind of Googling or YouTubing at a, at a very young age? Yeah, it definitely was secluded because you couldn't even get any sort of public transport to get out. The only way to get out wow. of town was with a car. So until you have your license, like you're very much stuck. Thing, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so to try and branch out, funnily enough, I found um kind of the ass pizza group first. Mm. Like Father Steve and Mike the Ruler and I was just completely fascinated by their lifestyle and all the videos they were making in Soho. And obviously, like, I I feel like 
like anyone interested in fashion, I kind of started out with like Supreme and <laughs> all this kind of hype beast. Everybody starts with the Supreme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I was pretty obsessed with like that kind of lifestyle they were living. Definitely. Definitely, definitely. Um, I mean, yeah, that's such a that's such an interesting point. I think a lot of people's entry point into fashion, into n- knowing about clothes, is supreme. So mm-hmm. I can definitely um, relate to that. And I, I bet a lot of people can, if they know anything about fashion, they know that you know Supreme is one of those brands that oh, people line up outside for you know weeks, days, you know, just to get yeah. that kind of thing. It opens the floodgates. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> Uh, Megan, this is a a really important question that I wanted to ask early on. (laughs) Why do you call yourself or whoever gave you this nickname? Why is your nickname Playboy Maggie? I know it intrigues a lot of people because it's a very like bold username. Absolutely. And I gave it to myself. It was a couple years ago. I was at a party and it just like popped into my head. And I've always had such a love for Playboy, the magazine, Mm. Hugh Hefner, that whole movement that they did. I know it's fairly controversial with people's standpoints on what he was doing, but I just absolutely love everything Playboy represents, Um, especially back then. I feel Mm. like it has lost its charm a bit through the years, but um, I just felt like like that was something that really represented me in a way. And secondly, I'm very into like usernames that look aesthetically pleasing with lo- mm-hmm. no like to- t- not too many spaces or dots or anything. Definitely. And I felt like just the lettering together kind of pleased my eye. So definitely. Yeah, definitely. Very cool. I, um, you know, I think you make a really good point about Playboy. Playboy is one of these one of this like almost like a heritage American brand at this point. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. mean, definitely at this point. And I was even, there's even a documentary on it. My mom and I are actually talking about the same thing about how, you know, obviously it's very controversial um, in some aspects, um, but Hugh Hefner in particular, what he was able to accomplish, right? Mm-hmm. In just a business sense and a marketing sense mm-hmm. um, is something that, you know, anyone can take and, and kind of, flip it into their own version so but it's a dope it's a dope it definitely is an interesting intriguing nickname my girlfriend and i uh we we were debating about what it was we were like oh she was like it's it's um it's playboy cardi you know it's something about (laughs) playboy cardi or something like that um yeah i have heard that before but no it's definitely playboy and like you said to go from being a publication to being a household name and going from a magazine to a lifestyle like Mm -hmm. you can't take that away from Hugh he he was really one of the first to like do it it's insane to me definitely definitely I mean and you can see it you see it in fashion all the time I mean Playboy has collaborated with Supreme I'm pretty sure the Mm -hmm. likes of Supreme and and several other brands um and it's you know synonymous with America and Americana American kind of uh, I don't know the word. I don't know the words to put into it, but if you you know what I'm saying, <laughs> the American dream. Sure. Yeah, ex- exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to ask you, Megan, Playboy Maggie, how did you um first get into fashion? Um, obviously you said it was through internet search and whatnot, but you know when was the moment you're like, um, you know I want an item, whether it's a supreme item or whatever. How did you kind of start that process? Yeah, the early days of my fashion fascination was definitely 
um, through TV actually. So we had cable, but like not that many channels. Mm -hmm. And one of the channels that I believe was just given to you when you had the cable subscription was the Canadian Fashion Channel. Hmm. I think it was called the Fashion Network. And um, Jean Beaker was the host and they would always play this show called Raw, which basically just kept looping fashion shows through like the 90s and early 2000s. And it was actually with um, high fashion runways that I first got really fascinated at the fact that this was like a whole part of the world that I had no idea existed and how experimental it was. I remember there were I would see like nude fashion shows and just so much creativity that I'd never seen before. So definitely. Yeah. Started there. Definitely. 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 Um, and when, when did you find yourself um, kind of purchasing some of your first items? Was it a result of watching these, the, the shows that you were watching? What was kind of like your first brand that you actually decided, okay, this is actually something I want to invest even if it's $10 in, you know what I mean? When mm -hmm. did you start doing that? Um, I would say I was, when I was young, I was extremely materialistic, which is something I'm doing my best to get away from at this age. I mm -hmm. don't see it as being something that is as satisfying anymore. Definitely. So I think my mentality back then was more is more. So I tried to just accumulate like all sorts of different pieces. And mm. I was really obsessed with like patterns and not a particular brand, I wouldn't say. Right. Um, but I just found myself having so many clothes and always saying like, I have nothing to wear. Right. So it's only recently that I've had this mentality of being like, no, I'm going to stop consuming and save up and buy something that is definitely like at a higher price point, but is something that. I'll wear and I'll feel so good in. Definitely. Definitely. I think that, I think you're so right. It definitely comes with uh, age and maturity. Cause I feel like, you know, a lot of people, even I was the same way where um, you consume, consume, consume. Um, and you end up not really wearing that much. And, mm -hmm. you know, you end up, you know, either having to give away, throw away or do these kind of things, which aren't the best for the world. Um, and, you know, saving up coins, saving up dollars to, buy a piece or buy an item that will last you, you know, from age 21 to 27 is incredible. You know what I mean? And yeah. it is something that will stick with you much longer. So I love that. Um, I love that progression. Um, yeah. How would you describe your, your style right now to someone who um, doesn't know you? So I myself am very confused with where my style is at recently. Are we all? I used to, yeah. <laughs> I used to give in to trends very easily so I ended up accumulating so many different styles in my closet and it has become pretty hard to piece together one cohesive like aesthetic for myself which I'm trying to kind of streamline now because I feel like it only rubs like a, it only pays off in the long run mm -hmm. monetarily and just to brand yourself I feel like in this day and age creating your your own personal brand just for your own name is very important so I would say right now what I'm trying to build towards is very like Japanese inspired um collegiate wear so like very um like if someone went to an Ivy League but had a little more 
pizzazz. <laughs> Add a little spice. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, Japanese, well, it's really interesting you said that because um, I've been doing a lot of research on Japan recently. Um, not necessarily even in the fashion aspect, but just uh, Japanese culture, lifestyle, and things of that nature. And the attention to detail when it comes to Japanese textiles, fabrics, when it comes to design work, um, definitely is impeccable. So, I mean, kudos to you for, for taking a hunch and, and, and looking more into that styling. Very, very cool. Um, Megan, uh, what is... What is the reason you decided to start YouTube? I don't know how long you've been doing YouTube. It doesn't. It hasn't been, you know, extremely long. But um, from what I've gathered, the research we've done, it's been, you know, over the last, you know, half a year, if if not even, you know what I mean. What compelled you to create a YouTube channel, start making YouTube videos, and supplement to your Instagram and things like that? Yeah, I have always looked to YouTube to be one of my prime sources of entertainment, which I know not everybody necessarily does, but I definitely feel like I grew up on YouTube. And I've always been kind of fascinated with like the different communities that YouTube builds with like the fashion community and beauty and, you know, lifestyle vloggers and everything. And it always was a goal of mine to start a channel since I was young, but I think I neglected the amount of energy it took and the commitment it takes to kind of share your life and your thoughts, because um, I feel like once you go there, you can't go back. <laughs> Yeah. People know too much. Yeah. So it was like a, it was a big jump for me. Definitely. Were were there anything like is there anything that you you know didn't expect when you first started or obviously you're starting right now, but like what are some of the like um I guess pain points or just things that you didn't expect to happen or things that you just were like, "Oh, this is how it is." Okay, I didn't really expect it to be like that moments. Yeah. Editing has been really hard for me. Um, luckily, like another reason I started YouTube was definitely inspired by my boyfriend. He definitely pushed me to do it as well. So he helps me with those little elements that I don't figure out on my own. But I could see for someone who doesn't have that person sitting beside them able to help them, it could be a huge pain in the ass. Um, Definitely. but I, I found... It's funny because whenever I'd watch YouTube and um, the creator is like, oh, I'll add this photo or I'll add this in the description and they never do. I would always be so aggravated but then It bugs I realized me. that I started doing it. <laughs> so that would probably <laughs> be the worst part. you have to, you got <laughs> to stick to your word on YouTube, man. People, you people do. appreciate it. People really do. Um, definitely, I, I definitely understand. And I think a lot of people who want to start YouTube, because I think a lot of people want to be content creators, right? Yeah. Uh, it's a, it, it can be an appealing job, essentially, um, especially if you're getting paid for the work that you're doing. You get to set your own hours. You get to talk about what you want to talk about. Things of that nature are very appealing. And so, um, but it does take a lot of work too. And obviously you're probably finding that uh, out firsthand in starting your YouTube channel. Even though you have a great resource in your boyfriend, um, Mm hmm it still does take a lot of work and it, you know, it doesn't just happen for anybody. Yeah, it gave me a lot of respect for other creators. Yeah, definitely. One of the things that um, I've seen you do on your YouTube channel is go thrifting. Um, are you a big thrifter?
I used to be. I used to um, use it as kind of my main way of acquiring clothes and good vintage clothes. But recently I found that I, I'm doing that thing again where I accumulate way more than I need. Yeah. And I am at a point where I'm pretty satisfied with what I have and like the elements in my wardrobe. I feel like I have acquired most of them. Yeah. So I've actually put like a cold turkey stop to it and I haven't gone in a while or even when I do go, I'm very picky with buying. You're not really buying as much, right? Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. makes a lot of sense. And let's talk about this for a second then. Um, The coming to a point of, you know, when you realize that you have the pieces that you want, when you have the items that you want in your wardrobe, um, that process, did it, is it something that, you know, is because I think it's a combination of things, right? I think it's a combination of you saying to yourself, you know, I don't need to overconsume, right? That's mm-hmm. one aspect of it. Another aspect of it is you truly have the pieces that you want. Um, you know, for someone who's entering into fashion, you know, how quickly can they expect, you know, that to happen? Can that, ex- I mean, obviously each person is different, but do you think it can happen to someone in a year, 10 years, five years, three months, or um, kind of give us your thoughts on that. I'm pretty hopeful in that way because because my style changes so often, I feel like I am able to acquire a good amount of pieces pretty quickly if you do mm. regularly thrift or if you do do a lot of research online and find the right brands that you like. I would say that's a bit more difficult, though, when I see people who are more into archive fashion and they don't just stumble upon the items that they want all the time. So the probably the higher price point and the more um, highly sought after your wardrobe would be, it could definitely take years and years and years. Definitely. Great point. Great point. Um, you know, I want to ask you a couple of quick, fun questions. We're, we're, <laughs> we're barreling towards the, the end of the podcast here, but we got some good questions coming up too. Um, your go-to fits. Let's say I don't know. I don't know what's going on in Montreal right now. Are you guys in lockdown or are things pretty? Yeah. Things lockdown. are COVID. Okay. Obviously, imagine the year is not 2020 or 2021. It is 2017 or 18 <laughs> or something. Okay. <laughs> and you are getting ready to go to the grocery store. The grocery store. Excuse me. Uh, what are you wearing going grocery shopping? Um. So regardless of the pandemic or not, when I go grocery shopping I definitely don't try very hard to look good definitely um, something very cozy and um my boyfriend and I have this joke that I look like Leo escaping the paparazzi because <laughs> I wear my huge puffer and I always wear a baseball cap when I go to the store because I don't want that interaction <laughs> I don't want to stop and shut but I always wear my Yankees cap my huge jacket um so yeah, if you catch me at the grocery store, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, that was not me. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Now, what about if you're going to like a local eatery or restaurant with your friends? What are you wearing then? So lately when I've been going out, which is like never, but if I did, um, I always gravitate towards leather pants. I feel like it's like the perfect way to start an outfit. Mm-hmm. And then from there you can build. So I'd probably wear some high-rise leather pants um probably a boot and 
a long sleeve like mesh shirt with some graphic or something very cool very very cool and last but not least um let's say you're going to a party or something playboy maggie you know is making an appearance what is what is she wearing when I go to a party, I usually try and pull out a skirt or like something a bit more feminine um, with like a higher boot with like a, a little bit of a heel. Mm -hmm. Something's still comfortable though, because there's honestly no point of wearing heels if you're not going to be comfortable. Definitely. So probably a booted heel and like a cute little sweater or something on top. Very, very cool. Very cool. Um, Megan, one of the questions I wanted to really ask you too, I, I'm glad I added this question to the list. Um, it, let's talk about footwear for a moment. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm, I'm a type of guy, I love sneakers and I've always loved sneakers. I, I grew up playing basketball and things like that. And so sneakers and sneaker culture were always a part of the sport and just a part of my aesthetic as a high schooler and college kid. Um, how about for yourself? Are you more into sneakers? Do you like boots? Do you like heels? Like you mentioned, what kind of, what is your favorite type of footwear currently? So my whole life, I've been a very big boot person, no matter what, like even in the summer, I'll always gravitate towards boots. And it's only recently that I've really pushed myself out of my comfort zone to try and like incorporate sneakers easier. Cause I do feel like boots are the easiest to throw on. Mm-hmm. They look good with pretty much any silhouette, but I got the New Balance 990s Beautiful and ever shoe. since then, <laughs> my life has changed. Like I definitely see how people love sneakers and want to wear those every day. And as for like Jordans, I'm only starting to kind of get into it and understand that culture now because mm -hmm. it is a huge, huge community. And I feel like you got to tiptoe in. Definitely. Definitely. And uh jordans are there's so many and the history is so rich as well um that definitely it's it's a lot of fun though right i mean there's so much to learn there's so much to do so it's definitely very cool um what are your favorite boots that you own right now um this is pretty typical but the doc martin jadens mm. are obviously my go-to you you did a little smile <laughs> <laughs> doctor doctor <laughs> yeah i feel like everyone has a pair of those um but uh like i said i'm trying to get away from boots so um i just been wearing huge winter boots right now yeah it's definitely very cold outside so i understand when it's really cold it's, it's sometimes a lot tougher to wear sneakers anyways because it's mm -hmm. your feet your feet get freezing yeah um but, you know, one of the last questions I want to ask you, Megan, is this question about um, figuring out your style. We talked about it a little bit earlier in the podcast, um, but I think a lot of people, um, they may go on Instagram, they may go on YouTube, and they're trying to um, consume content to help them figure out, you know, how they're going to present themselves in the world. How are they going to have their own style, essentially? My question to you is, is... You know, what would you tell someone who is trying to figure, figure out what their style is? I would tell them that knowing how to dress for your body and your body shape is probably the best place to start. Because you might go on Instagram and see someone kill an outfit and it's, you know, high rise pants or something. But maybe with your proportions, it's more flattering for you to wear low rise pants or, you know, trying to figure out your proportions and build around that 
because it's one thing to see what other people are doing and it's another thing to understand yourself and like what makes you most comfortable so I think that was where I personally started and just understanding those dimensions awesome <laughs> Megan thank you so much for being on the beyond the garment podcast seriously it was a pleasure getting to know you um you're a very likable person and I would love to have you on in the future where can people find out more people where can oh my gosh what am I saying where can more people find out wait where can people find out more about <laughs> you <laughs> well thank you so much for having me and um if people want to keep up to date with me it would be playboy maggie on instagram or my youtube channel i believe is playboy maggie as well <laughs> i'm pretty sure it is yeah <laughs> <laughs> thank you again megan uh playboy maggie uh like i said it was a treat thank you thank you talk soon thank you so much for listening to this episode of the beyond the garment podcast we hope you gain some value from it wherever you are in the world have a wonderful rest of your day and we'll see you next time